Follow us on Facebook at Off Script with Super E Podcast. Also follow us on Twitter at Off Script Pod underscore one. Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hello, loyal listeners. This is A-Train. I am here talking with our good friend, Super E. What's up, listeners? Or should I say, what? what's up, listener? <laughs> Hi, Mom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how are you today, Super E? Not too bad. Still continuing on the vein of hopefully I get my power back soon yeah. in you, my house. You know what? You're, what if your phone runs out of juice? You're going to be... Uh, I'm at 87%. Oh. And then I'll, I will juice it up in the car. There you go. There you go. Yes. All right. Well, you got a little uh, little tale to tell us? Well, I'm going to talk about uh, when me and my <clears throat> one of my brother-in-laws, he was also uh, a friend of, the sh- of me and A-Train. Yeah. His name was Mike. He used to go to the same gym. Funny guy, gregarious. Everybody loved him. Well, he married into the same family I did. And <clears throat> he, his name was Mike. And Whenever we got together at the, you know, family functions that were maybe like lacking in an energy before we carved the bird and watched <laughs> the football game, uh-huh. Mike would show up and we would start doing the dozens on each other. Uh-huh. And, and for our white listeners, that is insulting each other. And uh, we would laugh and joke. And generally, it would all come down. He would talk about, we would talk about how easy the other one had it because he delivered weight equipment and i talked about he really didn't have to work hard and he talked about me being a policeman yeah getting in my police car and driving off and eating donuts and falling asleep <laughs> yes and <clears throat> i took great umbrance with that uh-huh and i said you need to come out for a ride-along not <clears throat> kind of like kevin hart you right. know you need right. to come on for a ride-along yeah And he was kind of like, well, what would that involve? I said, you would sign a waiver in case you die. (laughs) Right. And then you would ride along and then you could see how hard we work. And, you know, it's nonstop. Go, go, go. And as I was saying that, I think, you know what? I'm kind of exaggerating. And he goes, okay, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's going to come out on when nothing happens, uh-huh. and I will never hear the end of it. I'm going to give him so much ammo uh-huh. to say how we cops don't do anything <laughs> except eat donuts and fall asleep. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, shit, I just fucked up. <laughs> but the night came, and he came out on like a Friday or Saturday night. He, he signed a little waiver, yeah. <clears throat> and um, he's like, okay. Where are we going to go eat donuts and then fall asleep at? I brought my pillow. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Control item 136. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Edit that. Control item 336. Uh-huh. Take an accident investigation. Uh, and I, I'm like, can four. So I zipped down into the hood. And what the accident investigation was, it was a traffic investigation because a car 
had drove off the road and ran through a front yard and hit a dude's house. Oh, boy. So when me and Mike pull up, there's some guy falling out of his big ass Oldsmobile from like 1963. Uh-huh. And he's what he is fucked up, not drunk. He's hiring Buck. And the homeowner, go, he's screaming, this motherfucker tried to drive through my living room while I'm watching Bonanza. And I'm, and the, the guy said, Man, I didn't do shit. It's not my fault. He was like, I blew my horn. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I blew my horn. Here I come, four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, I'm like, this dude is fucked up. And I go, man, I don't smell booze on you. What what have you been consuming? And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and then there was another guy on the radio. He was mm-hmm. kind of goofy. He was like, is he on T's and Blues? There was one guy that, you know, back there, back in the 80s, people in the hood, if they were fucked up, they're on T's and Blues. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Must have been some sort of pills. <laughs> Man, I was just going to ask you, what the hell's T's and Blues? I don't know. But every time, is he on T's and Blues? <laughs> and I'm like... I, I get on the radio. I don't know what he's on. I just got here. Yeah. And uh, so Mike immediately says, this dude looks like he's been smoking hash. And I'm like, well, how do you know that? You know, I don't know. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I look in the car and there was this weird looking greenish, yellowish shit. Uh-huh. And I go, what's, you know, I looked at the guy, what's this? He's again, he goes, man, I don't know. You know, I didn't put it there. Did you? I don't, no, I did not. And then Mike did goes down. That looks like that. That looks like hash. So, they, when I, you know, I said, "Do you want to?" Because you know, "Do you want to consent to a breathalyzer?" Whatever. He yeah. goes, "Man, I ain't cooperating at all." Boom. That means you just lock him up. Yeah. And take him down. Yeah. So, you know, locked him, put him cuffed him, and I'm zipping down. What was it? Central Avenue. That took us straight to downtown to lock up. Mm-hmm. So Mike's right in the passenger seat and he's thinking, damn, because he was looking at the car into the house, had to take yeah. photos, yeah. do all that. And he goes, man, that was right out of the gate. I said, see? And I was like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I said, please let something else happen. You know, I, I'll even take a cat in a tree. Let mm-hmm. something else happen tonight. Driving down the road, we just just getting right where you know downtown starts and the hood ends or whatever it was mm-hmm. i hear a bunch of hollering and i see people in the driveway three or four of them and i shot my spotlight on them real quick what's all this hollering it's four people f- fighting over a shotgun oh no eh, that's never a good thing in the hood when, <laughs> they, when they're fighting over a shot so i immediately Okay, this is the way we were young and yeah. we, we thought we were invincible. I immediately just veer off into the driveway and pull in there. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And they go, man, they won't get back. It's not, it's not my shotgun. So I jump in there. And now I'm fighting over the shotgun. Like we're, it's, like, it's like, okay, we're going to see who's batting first. We're all reaching <laughs> And next thing you know. We're fighting with the gun, and then the gun's going up. It's going sideways, and the, the gun is pointed directly at Mike. And, and then I see him dodging around as the, as the shotgun barrel's pointed at him. It's like, hey! 
And so I finally wrestle it out of their hands, and I go, give me that. I said, you dumbasses. I said, get back in the house, quit drinking the Thunderbird, and quit fighting over shotguns. I said, they go, what are you doing with that shotgun? Put it in the property room, put it down in the property room. You go and get it in three days yeah. when you're sober. So <laughs> I, I, for, I, I don't even think about it. I throw the shotgun after making it safe mm-hmm. into the trunk. I get back into the car. Mike is sweatier as if he just got dropped into Sahara Desert. He goes, oh, my God, I thought I was going to get killed. And I said, well, uh, this is a little bit more than eating donuts, isn't it? Yes. And, and he's like, yes. So, <laughs> so we get down, we go down to the proper room, we unload everything, the hash, the shotgun. And he's like, whew. He goes, can we take a break? I said, sure. He's like, you know. Out of 336, out of 336, take a disturbance run involving a family of dumb fucks at this address. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I said, well, no break now. I zip up. We get near the projects, just south of the projects. I see three three or four dudes, again, in a brawl. Okay. I, I just zoom right up to it. I pull up. I jump out. I go, what in the fuck is going on? And these three, they're three younger guys, and and they're f- fighting this older guy. Okay. They go, officer, this is our funkle, our funkle, <laughs> our, our uncle. fucking uncle, <laughs> our uncle Ajax, and he owes us money, and he's he. I said, how much money does he owe? He owes us like fifty bucks, and it's in his fucking pocket, and he won't give it back. I said, Do you owe your nephews fifty bucks. He's like, yeah. I said, are you going to give it back? He goes, fuck no. I said, give it back. He goes, no. I said, give them that. Because I hate it when people owe me. I said, give them that fucking 50 bucks right now. I'm telling you right now. He goes, I'm not doing it. I reach into his pocket. He goes, what are you doing? I'm giving it back. Next thing you know, me and this guy are wrestling around. And then his nephews <laughs> jump in. And we fucking throw this guy up in the air, hang him upside down. And... I get that 50 bucks out of this wallet. And then we they toss him to the ground. And I go, fellas, here's your 50 bucks. They go, thank you, officer. I'm like, you know, next time, Uncle Ajax. Uncle Ajax. <laughs> give, him the, give him the fucking money you owe him. He, he, he basically said, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and I get in the car. And Mike's looking at me. He's like, "Oh my god, you you tossed that guy around like he owed you money." I go, "No, he owed them money, and he wasn't a pain the back." And he goes, "Oh shit, is that how you handle it? That's how we handle it here." And so I, I, then I, you know, you mark the ten eight, ten eight, no report control, and uh, so we're we're driving off again. And he's like, "Holy fuck." And I and so then I'm playing it up. I'm like, this is like an everyday night. And I, so I'm thinking, this never happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And so then, finally, we I said, okay, we're going to go eat our lunch. Because I used to bring a big lunch every night. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm sitting down. We're getting ready to eat. And somebody... It was a guy named Roy. He said that he had, uh, he was behind two suspicious vehicles, and they were pickup trucks. Right. And he he runs the plates on both of them. 
both pickup trucks were stolen. Wow. So he's in a he gets in a big <laughs> fucking pursuit of four I'm sorry, of two pickup trucks. Wow. And and here's what the dumbasses did. The pickup trucks stayed together. You think they would separate. So you have to pick one. So I look at Mike as he's getting ready to bite into a sandwich. I said, hey, let's go. He goes, did we get it? I said, no. He goes, are we even close to it? I said, no, but we're going to parallel it. We're like, yeah. you know, four miles away from it. Yeah. I said, but you never know what can happen with these fucking things. Yeah. So the guys are going westbound on 30th Street. And... They're still staying. They stay together for like four miles. So I know exactly where they're going. So boom, I'm heading towards their way. And I, I finally cut north. And right then, that's when they split up. Okay. So he's, so then one truck took off, went one way. The other truck tried to do an evasive TJ Hooker maneuver. Uh-huh. Went right off the road, barreled into some woods. And the and the suspect jumped out of the stolen truck and is running around in the woods. Right. And so, um, the officer started the chase. Roy, he, you know, the guys in the woods right now. We now we've got canine. We've got like six other officers. You've got smoke from the truck smashing into the tree, and all this. And I zip into them woods, and I look at Mike and I go, "You ready?" So I said, just jump, I just stay here and you know stay by the car. You can come watch and see what happens. It's I go. It's very exciting. And he goes, okay. He gets out and all he could hear is dogs, the canine dogs going rawr, rawr, as they were tracking things. Yes. And as he started, he goes, fuck that. I'm gonna I'm gonna hide in the car. <laughs> so he jumps back in the police car. So I started, of course, being a police officer, I start going towards when I hear the noise, uh-huh. the canine dogs growling. Uh-huh. And I see one of the other officer. Now the other officer who showed up on the scene, he's chasing the suspect. He gets over, I see the guy, I see the suspect. <laughs> and he's chasing the suspect. The suspect, of course, suspects who are running all of a sudden turn into the bionic man and they are leaping 10 foot fences <laughs> in a single bound. Uh-huh. This officer is chasing this guy. The suspect leaps over a fence. It was like about six foot tall, like it was six inches tall. Uh-huh. And the police officer, he could jump the fence. Yeah. He reaches out, grabs a hold of the guy as the guy's in air. Okay. And he, and he gets, he smashes into the fence and the guy's shirt rips off him. Okay. So, so now we got a shirtless guy running down the street, uh-huh. looking back, kind of like, you know, you can't catch me. <laughs> and then he comes right at me. And then I, so I burst out through the che- trees after him. So he thinks 26, so I can still run. But this guy's running from the law. So he's, yeah. you know, Carl Lewis. And so he's running and, and he goes, you can't catch me now, bitch. And as, as he turns a corner, it's four in the morning. The grass is a little dewy. Next thing you know, he he slips, and right as he's starting to slip, I I catch him, and boom, I've got I've got the motherfucker. (laughs) He he takes a swing at me. Oh no! Yes, and then (laughs) as I'm fall as I'm falling, it does the old you know quick two fingers to the gut. And he goes, oh, and I was, I said, two fingers to the gut, you know, to keep it, you know, that was, 
it was a self-defense move yes. to keep the suspect off me. Correct. I was like, two fingers can do that? Wow. He was like, go! Oh! And he went, he went right to the ground. And then as he goes to the ground, he's gasping for air. He goes, I'm just a kid. And I'm thinking, what is he? What like he's fourteen or something? You guys are he goes, you're mean. He was like twenty-eight years. I said, You're the same age as me, you big baby. <laughs> as two little fingers. So he shouldn't have threw a punch at me. And uh anyways, so we cuff him and stuff him. I get back to the car, the police car, and it was it was like it was like a copolips now, however you say it. <laughs> uh, it was like what? <laughs> apocalypse like, now yeah that's the oh, word i was struggling okay. for wow okay yeah it was like all smoky and stuff yeah. uh-huh. and you could hear people screaming and uh, hollering <laughs> and i get in the car and mike goes okay i want to go home <laughs> <laughs> oh mike you big baby and, 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 and he i always said am i gonna have to hear about any more about how we don't do any shit just snacking on donuts and taking tasty little naps he goes i was completely wrong i was thinking no you were you were more right than you yeah, thought yeah you just got lucky that night yeah yeah i was like thank you god for oh. giving me all this action oh mike mike just wanted to go home yep. he wanted to go that is fantastic and, oh boy i liked mike he was a nice guy he was one yes yeah. yes yes he was you know you, you talk about you were scared that nothing was going to happen my sister was in nursing school and so they had to do these community things you know to sign off on on whatever so she she said can i write can i do a ride along with you and will you sign off on my paperwork and i'm like well absolutely we can do that I think I had one run. It was the <laughs> slowest. It was like, it was unbelievably slow. And I mean, she is just sitting there twiddling her thumbs, looking at me like, really? This is what you do? <laughs> I know. I know. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I have people ride with me and nothing happened. But I had my cousin, Jeff. Yeah. He would ride with me all the time. And my cousin, Jeff, he was speaking of Bonanza. He was a just like Hoss. He was just a big fucking dude. He looked like the bigger fucking version, meatier version of me. We were the same age and he'd ride along with me. Yeah. And and he 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 was a mean dude. Like when he was playing sixth grade football, he was complaining that he was being held, held by the other team's offensive linemen. And this is what the ref said to him. Because my cousin was kind of big and chunky. Sixth grade, he says, just play the game, fat ass. <laughs> My cousin Jeff walked up to him. What'd you call him? Punches him in the stomach. In the sixth the guy, grade. In the, yeah, this is a full-grown man. Punches him in the stomach. They had to help the guy off the field. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Was this the ref that called him a fat ass? Yeah, the, he is complaining to the ref that the other team is holding him, and the ref said, just keep, just play, fat ass. <laughs> And he laid he laid the ref out. Yeah, he lays the ref out. Uh, so this, so Jeff is riding with me. So I wasn't worried about you know cousin Jeff being in danger. But back in the day, as you remember, when we we had a prisoner, and I took you know you'd go to the basement of the city county building. That's where the jail was or lockup. And you would just put the prisoner. They would open up this door, snatch your prisoner from you, and then you'd walk. As I was doing that, um, this was around uh, race time. Cousin Jeff saw the wagon pull up, 
and he sees one of these, one of the reserves, don't want to be bad enough in reserves, but most of the reserves topped 400 pounds. And this reserve was getting people out that had been locked up from the track. And this one guy that was handcuffed behind his back just takes off running. <laughs> and my, and then of course the 400 pound reserve, he went waddling after him and he was, mm-hmm. he wasn't gaining ground. Right. As I come out, my cousin Jeff goes, um, if you see that, see that big fat guy over there? I go, yeah, gasping for air. He goes, yeah. He just had a prisoner run from him. I go, serious? He goes, I go, you sure? He goes, yeah. So I run up to the guy, to the fat reserve, and he can't even talk. He ran 10 feet, and he's already on one knee like Homer Simpson. And he's just pointing. So remember how the lockup, it was a ramp. Yeah. You'd go up a ramp. Yeah. There was, you know, this is like, you know, people were walking around because it's downtown and they point, they kept pointing. He went that away. And so I'm, I'm chasing, I'm chasing air. I'm just going to where people are pointing. So I go a block and then I finally see the guy and he has somehow, he's taken his arms, handcuffed behind his back, slipped it in front of him mm-hmm. and he's jumped up on this. It was a lawyer's building. That was just west of the city county building. So mm-hmm. we just ran a block all the way around. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm catching up to him right as he he stands up from sliding his arms under his feet. And he jumps up. I'm thinking, I got this motherfucker. Puts the key in the door, opens the door to this lawyer's building, shuts it right in front of my face. And I'm, it's, I'm like really frustrated. I'm clawing at the glass. <laughs> Don't let me in, you dirty guy. <laughs> and he's, he's looking at me, but he's staring right past me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this motherfucker! Because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see him put a key in. I was like, how did he get in there? And then he just disappeared into the darkness, like he just backed up and was gone. The phantom, <laughs> the phantom drunk for the five hundred. Yeah. And then I'm looking at the build, the building. I'm like, wait a minute, my wife works in this building. So I get on, I get on patrol, and I go. This is when they all knew who you were. I go, patrol, call my wife. And ask her how in the hell somebody would get in this building. And I'm going to give a description of the guy. So she calls my house like, you know, one in the morning. Yeah. And she gave the description of the guy. And my uh, wife goes, that's our maintenance man. (laughs) So the maintenance man goes out, gets drunk, gets locked up, runs with his hands behind his back, slips him through so he could get his key out and I'll get in. And I was like, I was so frustrated. <laughs> so you know what I did? What? Now remember, I'm, I'm just a uniform officer. Uh-huh. I said, if this dude shows up on Monday, give me a call. Right. So, so eight fifteen AM, I get a call from my wife. Uh-huh. And she's all frantic. She goes, oh, my God, he just came in here. <laughs> he just came in here to, to fix something. Uh-huh. And he's in the other room. They're, they're acting like Escobar just walked in or Dillinger. <laughs> and he was in there sitting there talking to him like it was no big deal. And then he started showing him the handcuffs, telling him about how he got locked oh, up. Oh, no. And then I show up because <laughs> it only took me 15 minutes to get down there. Uh-huh. I show up, I walk in, and he's sitting in a conference room bragging, you know, seeing how fat this guy was. He, there's no way he could keep up with me. And 
I walk in, I go, hey, what's up? He goes, oh, nothing. And uh, how you doing? I go, pretty good. And I go, you want to see something? He goes, okay. He's like, I know I did who I, I am. Uh -huh. And I showed him my badge. Uh -huh. I go, remember me from the other night? And I started acting like the clawing motions on the glass door of that room. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah. I said, you're going to jail, you son of a bitch. Let me borrow he, those handcuffs again. <laughs> I'm gonna well, he, he had cut he had cut him in two. Oh, he went okay. to his tools. Mm -hmm. and, 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 uh, and I did say, give him back. Mm. We get, I, all I had to do was just walk across the street. Yeah. And... I said, hey, this is a guy that ran the other night from the reserve. And they go, do you have any weapons on you? I go, no. And he turned around, looked at me, because goes, you lied to me. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. He goes, well, God, you didn't have to lie. <laughs> so anyways, tossed, I tossed him in there. And I thought, they could have get any crazier than that. The guy runs from the police, gets away, and the guy that chases him, his wife works in the same building, that's, and he goes to he goes to her office that day bragging. That's amazing. That's yep. kind of unbelievable. Good it lord, was. it's crazy. Now I I have a this is just a, a procedural question. So whoever locked him up didn't search him very good because he had a key to get in the damn building, didn't he? Uh, yes. Right. Yes. So uh -huh. I guess I guess they didn't take I I don't know. I didn't know how it works with the wagon after the 500. You, you just toss the drunks in. Right. And then t and take the property when you throw them to the lockup yeah. people. But yeah, could be that, that that guy had him on. He had the keys on him. And uh, that it was, I was I was so close to getting him. I was so close. God. And he slams the door and locks it. God, that's funny. When you said that was a lawyer building, I thought you were going to tell me it was a lawyer. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, that would that would have been crazy. Man, that is great. That's that's a good story there, Super E. Yes, that's a we'll, we'll end the episode. Uh, kaboom right. right there. Wrap it up. All right, I like it. Well, keep listening, everybody. We will see all you right. later. Bye. Adios.